calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Too Smarted, and Netflix's brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. Listen to mysteries about true histories on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Birdie, the conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle, we're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We're on an island. It's a moody, craggy island where life can be hard, but where natural beauty abounds. Shh. Close your eyes and listen to the waves hitting the rocky shore with me. Smell the sea air. Ah, yes. This is a rough but magical place. Today's story is about a misunderstood sea monster who finds a friend. It's called the Good Sea Monster. Out in the ocean, there is an island of rocks called Dodola. And out in the ocean surrounding Dodola Island lived a sea monster. His head was large, and when he opened his mouth, it looked like a gaping cave. The legend among those who sailed past the uninhabited Dodola Island was that the sea monster was so huge that he could swallow a whole ship and that on stormy nights he placed his large scaly head on the rocks and the flashing of his eyes could be seen for miles around. 
Oh dear, those sailors spoke of him with fear and trembling. But, as with so many things in life, their reaction to him was all a great big misunderstanding. You see, the sea monster had really been trying to be a friend to the sailors, showing them the rock in the storm so that they could avoid it by flashing his eyes on all of the rocks. But because he looked so hideous, all those who beheld him thought he must be a cruel monster. It was very sad for the sea monster that everyone who saw him formed the wrong impression, because while he could be quite fearful to see from the outside, on the inside he was a gentle and kind soul. And because no one dared to get to know him, this sea monster was also terribly, terribly lonely. One night, there was an awful storm with giant waves crashing one after the other. And so the monster went out deeper into the ocean to see if any ships had been wrecked and, if possible, to help anyone who was floating about trying to stay alive. The sea monster found one little boy floating about on a plank. The boy's name was Coco, and when he saw the sea monster, just like everyone else, he was terribly afraid. But when Coco saw that the sea monster did not attempt to harm him, he finally climbed on the monster's back and let him take him back to the safety of Dodola Island. Then the monster went back into the sea, and Coco wondered if he was going to be left alone. After all, the adults he'd traveled with on the boat were still lost at sea, and Coco did not know how to survive all alone on Dodola Island. The terrain was so very rough, and no one else was around. But after a while, the sea monster returned and opened his gaping mouth very, very wide. Ah! Coco gave a cry and ran when he saw the sea monster's huge mouth open, for he thought the monster intended to swallow him up. But when the sea monster did not chase him, Coco tentatively crept back. The sea monster opened his mouth again, and Coco asked, Do you want me to go inside? And the monster nodded his head. Hmm, it must be for my own good then, said Coco to himself. For this monster is so very large, he could easily swallow me if he wished, without waiting for me to walk in. So, Coco walked into the big mouth and down a dark passage. But what the monster wanted him to do, he really could not imagine. Not at first, anyway. But as he walked further and further into the sea monster's mouth, he could finally faintly make out a stove, a chair, and a table. Ooh, I will take these out of his mouth and use them, said Coco, for these will all be very helpful to me indeed. He then took the stove, chair, and table gifts from the sea monster to a cave on the island, and when he returned, the monster was gone. But the sea monster soon came back, and again he opened his mouth. Coco walked in this time without waiting, and he found boxes and barrels of food which he stored away in the cave. When Coco had removed everything, the sea monster lay down close to him and went to sleep. Coco got on with things, cooked his dinner up, and then woke the sea monster and said, Dinner is ready. But the sea monster shook his head and plunged into the ocean. He soon returned with his mouth full of fish. 
Then Coco knew that the monster had brought all the things from the sunken ship for him. And he began to wish that the monster could talk, for he no longer feared him in the least. In fact, he was very fond of the sea monster. Ugh, I wish you could talk, Coco said longingly. I can now, the sea monster replied. It's just that no one ever wished to talk to me before. An old witch changed me into a monster and put me on this island where no one could reach me. And the only way I can be restored to my original human form is for someone to wish it. Well, I wish it then, said Coco. (laughs) You've had your wish, said the sea monster, and I can talk thanks to you. But for me to become a man, someone else must wish it. There can only be one wish granted per person. And so the talking sea monster and Coco lived for a long time on the island all alone. He took Coco for long rides on his back. And when the waves were too high and Coco was afraid, the monster would open his mouth and Coco would crawl inside and be brought back safely to the island once more. One night, after a storm, Coco saw something floating on the water, and he jumped on the sea monster's back and they swam out to investigate. It proved to be a girl, about Coco's age, who had been on one of the wrecked vessels, and they brought her back with them to Dodola Island. Her name turned out to be Lulu. At first, Lulu was afraid of the sea monster, just as Coco had been at first. But when she learned that he had saved Coco as well as her and brought them all their food, she became as fond of him as Coco was. Ah, uh, I wish he were a human being like us, Lulu said one day as she sat on the sea monster's back with Coco, ready for a sail. But a moment later, splash, went both children into the water. And there in place of the monster was suddenly an old man. He caught the children in his arms with a laugh and brought them to the shore. But what will we do for food now that you are a man and not a sea monster, asked Coco. <laughs> we will want for nothing now, replied the old man. I am a powerful sea god and can do many things now that I have my original human form again. We will change this island into a beautiful garden. And when Lulu and you are grown up, you shall have a castle and all the sea gods and nymphs will care for you. You will never want for anything ever again. So Coco and Lulu lived on Enchanted Dodolo Island forevermore, and all the things that the old sea god promised came true. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time. Go Kid Go. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening.
Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.